0: Welcome to the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I'm Rose Cole, and I would like to give a shout out to our sponsor today, not sponsors, Hot Express. Thank you for supporting the podcast, and let's get right into the show.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. How's everybody doing? Producer Jen is back. She's been uh, dissing us in the last couple weeks. <laughs>
2: I've been getting my you just gym. came off of the IR. Co- Coach yeah. Tay said
1: she needed to get in the gym, so she's been putting in the work. <laughs> uh, I got, Cole, I, I'm there. intern West, how you doing? Good, how are you? I said intern West.
0: You said Cole he and did. intern
1: West. You <laughs> did, did, did. I did. I um, did. Cole, won't you uh, tell everybody who our special guest is? Today? Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm
2: sorry, Andrew. Oh. Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks for stealing my job. Hey, I've I've been gone for a while. I need to get back in the game. Everybody just know Cole just got braces. So he is, he's sore today. So hopefully he'll keep his, keep talking, but Uh, we'll have to. You're fine. You're going to suck it up, Buttercup? Yeah. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) Anyway, even though, even the producer, Jen, uh, already pointed it out, our special guest today is number 32. Andrew Santiago. How are
1: you Welcome. doing? Hello, hello. How are y'all doing? We are doing <laughs> good, and thank you for coming on it with does. us. So, Andrew, <laughs> played Barto for four years, all right? Um, yep. A lot of people know you, but a lot of the fans may just know you by your numbers. So we want to get to know you a little bit, okay? So yep. just going to rapid fire. Everybody just ask a quick question, and uh, first thing I want to know is,
2: why don't we let Andrew tell us a little bit how about himself? Yeah, let's do that first, and then we'll, and then we'll shoot him. with All
1: right, all right. So tell tell the fans we'll a little about them. yourself. Shoot him with the producer with the Jen just coming back right. in and run things. You see how she is, with? <laughs> <laughs> all right,
3: good. Uh,
1: all right. Um.
4: Well, I started playing football actually four years ago, my freshman year. That's my first year ever playing. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was my first year. Uh oh.
2: What? Uh-oh. Cole's got a shot.
4: Cole's what got saying, a shot.
2: Bro? Cole's got a shot.
4: Oh, he definitely got a shot. All right. Definitely, um, well, I go to Summerlin Academy. Most people don't know that. Most people think I go to Bartow, but I go to Summerlin.
2: That's great. Good school. Um, ah, okay, no comment there.
1: What else? <laughs> hobbies. What's your hobbies? What do you like to do when you're not doing football?
4: Oh, I love working out, and I also love hanging out with my friends. Alright. Like we, we love to go to the movies.
1: Oh movie, the last
4: movie you watched. Last movie I watched was um it was that Silver Moon. It was that new movie, it was a, a Halloween movie.
3: Ah with
4: um what you call it?
3: What's your name? his name? His last one? name is Van Gogh. I haven't I heard say. of that one. I'm a uh, actor. Van Gogh.
4: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wish I could tell you.
2: That's okay. That's okay. okay. So, so you are you live? You're from Bartow. You go to Summerlin Academy. Do you um, have any, you know, favorite um, um, school subject? Do you know what you're going to major in yet?
4: Oh uh, yes, ma'am. I actually want to major in criminal justice. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm actually not from Bartow. I actually live in Winterhaven. Oh. Hey.
2: hey. Oh. There
4: we go. Wes, Wes. <laughs> a little bit of winter love. Yeah, I'm a blue devil boy. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: There you go. Yeah, but who are you playing for?
4: Oh, yeah. it's the yellow jacket. The <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's a good answer. All right. So now, yes, do you have anything else or do you want us to just go ahead and start, you know, asking questions? Oh, we can start with
1: the wrap fire question.
2: All right. All right. Jason, go ahead.
1: All uh, right. So, um, I'm just going to get right into this game. Tell tell everybody about this game that you were uh, invited to play in.
3: Oh. Um,
1: so basically, it's an
4: All-American game that's um, in Dallas, Texas. Um, oh, my I got gosh. invited to it. <laughs> yeah, I got invited to it, but I decided not to play due to so many injuries I had over the season.
1: Okay. Mm.
4: And I also want to save my body for that all-county game with all the seniors. Yes.
1: And when is that? Oh, yeah, that's, that's like January ninth.
4: Um, January 9th at Bryant Stadium.
1: Okay, we're definitely gonna have to yeah, go to that for, for sure. All sure.
4: right. Uh, that sounds good. That's a lot of us playing.
2: Yeah.
1: That that's exciting. So oh,
2: congrats on that. That's pretty awesome.
1: So you're not thanks, going out thanks. to the game and you're you're saving c- cause of the injuries for this all county game. Hey, do you have any, um, talking to any schools right now, you have an idea of kind of what you're oh, thinking, what's going into criminal justice?
4: Well, I talked to Defiance College up in uh, Ohio. Okay. Oh, uh, that's where football. I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice area. I talked to them about football and their criminal justice program. I'm just not sure yet. Okay. But I'm really leaning towards USF or UCF right now. Do
1: um, criminal justice? Okay. No, that's
2: awesome. Go. Awesome. UCF is a really good school. So is USF. Yes, yeah, you can't go wrong with either one of those.
1: <laughs> no, you cannot. So this game, who coaches the these teams? And I'm not really familiar with the all county. Is it like a east west type of thing? Or
4: yeah, it's a east west game. Okay. Um, we're not sure. We're not sure the coaches are yet because. They picked those, I think, a week from now. Okay.
1: All okay. right. So is it uh, – I wonder if it has anything to do with the coaches of the year.
2: And that's what I was just about ready to say or ask anyway. I'm,
4: I'm not sure because Coach Tate was uh, one of the coaches last year.
1: Well, I'm sure there will be a lot of colleges there with all that talent that's going to be there. If you're talking yeah, about I'm all first. the seniors in Polk County, you got a lot of talent that will be on that field in January 9th. So that, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Cole, you want to go to that?
0: Uh, um, I was just going to ask the question, what's your favorite um, moment from being a bar Yellow Jacket?
1: Favorite moment. From-
4: Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, my favorite moment was definitely this year. It was against Poinciana. Um Basically, I was talking to Austin Breeden. I don't know if you know him. Um, we were on the sideline. It was before the first drive of defense. And I said, there's going to be a scoop and score. And we're just like hyping it up. And the, sure enough, the second play of that drive, it was a scoop and score. And I, I, I'm the one that scooped it up. <laughs> That's awesome. We, we know quite a bit about that game, don't we guys? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The Point Sienna game. Yeah, that was pretty hyped up that, of- that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where she got a question for
4: uh yeah, let's let's get it. Um why defensive line for you? What what's gotten you to defensive line? Is that something you chose or you just naturally fit into well or is that um, your preference? Well my freshman year I started at tight end. Alright. So that's where I was starting off as. And then my sophomore year we didn't really have that many defensive linemen because um our starting defensive lineman Anthony Campbell got injured towards A C L. Oh. So um, Coach Andy, he decided to put me at defensive end to try it out, and then I fell in love with the position ever since.
2: The rest All is right. history.
1: It seems yeah. like the, you know, if I was to pick any position on defense <laughs> to play and you give me the body size and weight that I want, I, I think a defensive end would be it. It just seems like the funnest position on the team. I could be wrong. Oh, rude. yeah. But it just well That's I guess fun. it depends on what system you play in too, but I would yeah. like to just rush rush the quarterback every play. That would be fun. <laughs>
2: He's out for blood. <laughs> All
1: right, Jen, what question you got?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna get back on the working out thing. That's something new. It's a new hobby of mine. I've been working out quite a bit the last couple of months. So and All I've right. asked everyone that we've had on the show pretty much, what is your workout jam or you like your pump you up kind of songs like what do you have a genre do you have a favorite artist
4: i actually have a favorite song that i listen to like literally the whole time i'm in the gym it's actually uh wouldn't it be nice by the beach boys
2: wouldn't it be nice are you uh, serious yes, that song.
1: <laughs> yes i'm being so serious <laughs> i was not expecting that yeah
2: that was a curveball for sure. <laughs> that's awesome that you got. so it sounds like you've got an array kind of of music, if you listen to the oh, Beach yeah. Boys, you probably listen to a lot of different types of music.
4: Yeah, I listen to Frank Sinatra too.
2: Oh, Cole, what? he said Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, I like that. He used to sing that when he was <laughs> good. Two, two years old. He was singing Frank Sinatra in the car in the back seat. So that that you know Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so okay, so next question. I'll go ahead and go again. Um, do you have a specific genre, though? Like, do you like more rap? Do you... Or do Ooh. you like the old school? Do you like...
4: I I think I'm born to old school R&B. Oh, Okay. Yeah,
2: like that. that's Jason. Jason's style right there.
1: <laughs> so, on the... I, you know, you told me that you listen to every episode beforehand. Yes, so, sir. I want to get your... Uh, input on critiquing us. What can we do better for next season or how can we improve or what can we add? What do you think? Uh,
2: Nothing. (laughs) Well,
4: honestly, honestly, I think the show is perfect as it is. I love listening to it.
2: Um, Aw, I was really just kidding. We got a lot to improve and work on, but that, that's pretty awesome.
1: So as you know, we, you know, we talk a lot about coach Tate on here, or at least I do and the impact that I know that he's had on the team. What is something that you're going to take away from your experience with Coach Big Tate that you're going to take into your adult life and as a man? What is, what is something that you can tell the fans that he's taught you?
4: Um, Coach Tate taught me never to give up. Even if it was on a play or grades or in life, he told me never to give up, and that always like stuck with me.
2: I like it. I like it a lot. I, I, we, we love coach Tate in this house. Like we, I mean, it just, obviously in the last two years, I mean, what is it done? And and we hear the same thing from each one that we've spoken with on the team so far. Um, it, it's just the same message. You know, I, it's just, it's, it's great. And what was it that they, um they, they bought what he was selling or how, what was it? What was oh, we' Just phrase? buying
1: into the you know, the program and everything he was trying to right. do, turn things around. And listen, you, you know, you're a big part of that, Andrew. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen a lot there with the program in the four years that you were there and the turnaround, yes, you know, at your senior year. I don't know who the captains are on the team, but you got to be, you had to be one of the leaders out there. Um, so, yes, you know, I, hats off to you. You guys had a great season. It was fun to be part of it. I appreciate you listening every week. And, uh, Hopefully you can share that with the younger teammates and they start, you know, <laughs> listening to, and we can get them on now. Can you help us um, with, uh, we want to get my um, linebacker. Help me out, guys.
4: Is it 21? Um,
1: no. The big guy. Maurice Bell. Maurice Bell. We want to yeah, get yeah. Maurice Bell and on. but – all right. Can you help us with that or just just let them know that we're interested in having them on cuz we had some fans say they wanted us to have those two on and uh yes, if you can just reach out to them and have them message me so we can say yes, something out with them cuz we really want right. to um, we want to talk to every player really over time that that wants to come on and you know tell us a little bit about themselves and so cuz the goal is you know we're starting here with you we had Lynn on and EJ but you know, with you going out as a senior, really want to get more of the players here in the future and, and in the off season because we really were trying to limit how much interaction we had with the team during the actual season. But I know Wes is, and Cole, they're looking forward to spring ball and summer camp and stuff like that. So we'd like oh, to yeah. get some of these players that are going to be around next year too on in those times and so the fans can get to know them. Wes, you got anything else you want to ask Andrew before we get into this next topic?
4: Yeah, I suppose one last thing. I know you started out as tight in your freshman year and then you had to transition over to defensive end. Um, I guess aside those two positions, do you have a, a, another preference as far as what you would like to play or what you would could play if they could put you anywhere else? I was, like my four years, I honestly wanted to play linebacker. Linebacker? I, that yeah. was going to be my guess if I had to guess one for you. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be like a TJ Watt hybrid. Ooh. Okay, there you go. Kind of rush off the ad some as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I like that.
1: Who is the defensive coordinator?
4: Um, Anthony Troutman.
1: Anthony Troutman. Okay.
2: Do you know them? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was he that uh, the shorter white guy on the sideline?
4: Oh, that's um Coach Whittaker.
1: Coach Whitaker, what, is, what, is, what position does he coach?
4: He actually coaches the D-line. The D-line, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kudos to him.
1: All right. Let's see, I'm learning, <laughs> learning some stuff.
2: <laughs> um, well, this year has been really crazy with the pandemic and everything, and, you know, it started off that you could mm-hmm. go out there and kind of watch practice, but.
1: Then you couldn't. Then
2: you couldn't, and then it, it's just crazy year, crazy year. So hopefully next year it'll be a little bit better. Now, I know Cole wanted um, to actually, you know, give you a little bit of shout out and kind of give um, the fans a little bit of information about you. So, uh, Cole, go, go ahead.
0: So, this website has you listed as 5'10", but I'm going to put you at six foot, <laughs> 220 pounds, defensive end, senior, of course. And you played eight games, had 16 so cell- Sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> Sixteen solo tackles, twenty assisted tackles, thirty-six total tackles, four and a half sacks. I mean, four and a half tackles per game and two tackles for loss.
2: Wow, it's a great season. That is a really great season.
1: Is it accurate? accurate? Is it accurate? Because they-, well,
4: they they didn't enter the last game. <laughs> <laughs> the last
1: game. <laughs> I asked yeah, if it was Jackson. accurate because I was looking. It said Dathan Davis's longest touchdown catch was twenty three yards, and I was, I was like, "No, what? more no, than that. No way. I'm pretty sure I saw four or five longer than twenty three yards." But <laughs> yeah, no way.
2: <laughs> so what what we'll do is we'll have to we'll have to get the updated stats for you, and we'll post it on our Facebook page and Twitter, and and make sure that we do shout it out as accurate. Okay.
1: All right. So All right. Andrew wants to get to the gym. So what we're gonna do here is. In quarter number two, we're going to go ahead and start it. I'm going to ask the question. We're going to let Andrew answer. And then if Andrew wants to go ahead and get to the gym, he can. And then we'll listen to his answer. And then we can talk about it after that. All right. So here recently, um, we had Freddie Stevenson on the podcast. Freddie uh, started some, um, basically he made a donation to Florida State. And it got the ball rolling with former players and, and really trying to turn that program around. So he was getting some, some buzz nationally and everything with that situation. Then it came out where he put that he wanted his number to get retired at Bar 2. And it was about time. It's overdue. So he actually started a petition. And the petition came to me. He tagged me on it. And I went and looked. And I, I signed it.
2: What is his number?
1: Well, basically, Jan White and Cole, they retire jerseys in Bartow. I don't know if they do it at all high schools. I don't know. But in Barto, they have retired jerseys in the past. So Jason Odom uh, is one. Marcus Floyd is another. And I don't know anybody else. So he put that he wants his, you know, his jersey retired. He so deserved- you don't know his number then? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the point being is when I, I reached out to freddie to get a comment about it and basically he said that he wasn't going to speak on it but it's bigger than him so you know oh no go ahead reject cole um
2: sorry we're getting a we're getting a another friend wanting to join in on the call sorry guys
1: can't be on this episode. Um, <laughs> So anyway, Freddie did that, and so what I gather out of that is there's there's obviously some people that feel like their jersey should be retired. I don't know what the criteria is for your jersey to be retired at any high school, okay? The ones that are, are retired, Jason Odom and Marcus Floyd, they both made it to the NFL. I don't know that if that's the criteria, Um, so as an ex player or not ex player, but as a senior leaving, how do you feel about jerseys being retired? And, and maybe you even know more about this situation than I do. So,
4: well, I don't really know that much about retiring jerseys, but I feel like you should be able to retire your jersey if you had a a big impact on the the bar bar as a whole. Not like the program itself, as Barto as a whole is like a city, as a community,
1: okay
2: well, what happens after ninety nine people get their jerseys retired?
1: It's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> that was that was producer Jan <laughs> folks
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a, a serious question <laughs> I guess it is. It could happen, so uh, you know I mean Barto is home of the champions.
1: I don't think, oh, yeah. I like that answer, though. I, th- I think that you should have to come back to your community and do some things. And then, you know, I'm sure that's on it. So that was a great answer, Andrew. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, we'll, we'll I talk about it more. We'll let you go to the gym. We appreciate you coming on.
2: Well, do you have anything else that you want to add in or? Um, no, I not really have
1: anything else I
2: want to add in,
4: but I'll stay for the rest of the show.
1: Oh, okay. okay. I I will. I actually,
2: I I, there was a question.
1: We're trying to help you, but you know, but we want you to stay. Okay.
2: There actually was a question that I've asked every other one that I didn't get to ask in quarter one.
1: So, Wes, (laughs) what is your take on the on the (laughs) what is your take on the Jersey situation? This
2: is a non-explicit show, so I'm really trying to refrain.
3: (laughs)
4: No, I I agree with what Andrew said. Um, I think it's all about the legacy you leave behind, and kind of what that stands for. Not only not not in in your perspective as that player, so not in necessarily Freddie's perspective, but those that were around him, and more so those that were there during that time. Because if you ask me, for example, I don't know. You know, I don't know what legacy he left behind, um, unless I really got to know him on a personal level. I suppose. But those that were there during that time they know more than anybody um, and and those would be the, the individuals obviously to get the best input from uh, I suppose you could say um, but as far as like you kind of mentioned Jason what what what's like the standard that's kind of what's difficult to judge here I, I don't know what you, do you go off of the guys who make it to the NFL do you you know there's there's got to be some sort of like criteria excuse me or standards set here or for as far as exactly what kind of legacy and again i i also agree with it just not being the legacy left on the field but what was kind of left outside of the field as well you know what i'm saying uh y- yeah. you get great Going ball players on the... the field
2: sorry go ahead i'm i'm rude
4: you get great ball players on the field all the time you know year in and year out for the most part um but as far, it's it 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 goes more than that you know it's more than the game it's what you're doing outside um and you see that more on, on you know, the, the professional level. Um, in this example, let's say the NFL, some of these players going out and, and donating hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes to different charities and starting their own foundations and things like that. And believe it or not, sometimes you can start to see that at a real young level, like high school, you know, guys going out of their way to do different things or to help tutor other students who may be struggling in certain subjects and stuff like that. Um, but as far as just supporting it in general, I absolutely do. Um, but as far as how to judge it and, and how you go about that, I mean, I I, I I, wouldn't have a good answer to that one, honestly.
1: My take is they should have never started it. <laughs> <You> know, I, <laughs> but they do it in the NFL, you well, know what but, I mean? But high school's not the NFL because the same reason, I don't know if you listen to quarter number one, the same reason that I said I'm not, going to do all these other sports and be as dedicated to the other sports like we committed to football moving forward we're going to stick with a football podcast we'll we'll talk about other sports and you know give updates or if a coach wants to come on we'll do that but it's it's i'm not going to do girls basketball i'm not doing wrestling i'm not doing swimming you know, just highlights. So then, because when Freddie posted it, I put on there and I said, "I've been wondering this myself because I want my high school soccer jersey retired."
2: <laughs> now I'm being funny. No, but he's No, but serious, I'm being though. funny.
1: But if I have the school record and in, in scoring, you need to see if you still have that record. I actually. do. I've been following it. I live here. I'm from here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is, so what is but your I, record why did I not know that you had that record no, so I what honestly, is your record I honestly don't
1: know if anybody's beat my record but, but, what but the is point your record? is whoever beat my record they should have their jersey retire- like if like w- why just football maybe they're doing it in basketball too but I don't know what you guys just answered I don't know what Jason Odom did for the community after like when he was there as a high school player he was, a, you know, he was big in his church and Florida Christian athletes, I believe. But when he went off to Florida and did four years there, and then for the Bucks, and then he lives in Hillsborough County, and his son's now on the Gators and played at Jesuit. I don't know that he came back and gave back to the community, that you know. So I don't know. It should be a criteria, like a, a small part of it, but then I don't think the NFL is the the benchmark either, because if somebody's big in the community, like Marcus Floyd. He's a he's a pastor in Bartlett, so he came back to the communities that you know. That's I can see a great that that's criteria. a good impact there. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you know there, there's there's some hurt feelings, and I don't think it's Freddie's hurt feelings. I don't know who exactly it is, I, but you know, from meeting Freddie Stevenson and him being on the podcast, I can't wait to read his book because I want to see the things that he's been through um, playing at Florida State. You know, in front of Dalvin Cook, hey, he's back at Bar 2, he he, he was on the local, he just seems like somebody, he's on the side, if you're going to let him on the sidelines at the game,
0: if you're going to let <laughs> any of those
1: people, any of the ex-players on the sidelines at the game, they should be worthy of being mentioned to be, have a retired jersey. That's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. They won't let us on the sideline no, at the game. they won't let us
2: on the sideline. I couldn't <laughs> go down there.
1: I couldn't go down the sideline, and all the ex-players are down walking on the sideline. So if you're going to let them down there, they, hey, they should, you know, if there's any kind of issue with it, they shouldn't be down there. So, like I said, I don't know what it is. Jen, as a mom, as a woman, how do you feel about it?
2: Oh, I, I I have to touch on everything that you guys said, like giving back to the community. I think it's not just about making it to the NFL. And I mean, no disrespect whatsoever when I say this. So, but yeah, definitely giving back to the community, whether, I don't know, should it be your community? Should it be Bartow? Should it be, should it be if you were from Tampa, should it be Tampa the community that you're giving back to? I don't know. But if you're giving back, which I know that Freddie does do quite a bit and, and helping, uplift people and you know what I mean like, like outreach kind of things I so yeah definitely that I think I think you need to have some sort of impact on the community along with you know your your great strides at at the team that you played for.
1: Well, I hope they,
2: I, I don't know what that entails. You know what I mean? I'm there's, sure there's something that they have in writing for that.
1: I asked a question on Facebook only Mr. Washington answered. And his answer was kind of based more around, around the youth football program. Um, if being honest, I just probably think Bartow football, um, there was no booster club for a while. They brought it back. Now that Tate's back, I believe it's getting stronger. Um, that's probably where it originates from when something like that happens. There's somebody nominates nominate somebody and the ball gets rolling with that group of people. That's what I'm thinking. So hopefully for mm-hmm. Freddie and whoever else is, I can't, I'm trying to think of who's deserving, but that's why I asked the question of what's, what's the criteria? Yeah. Cause, cause in my eyes, you could have a, you could retire a guy's jersey that didn't even play college. Yeah. You know, because he was such a, a, such a leader and such a great person in the community and and did all these great things and was a good player, but didn't necessarily make it, you know, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting moving forward. It definitely shouldn't
2: be just because you make it to the NFL. I
1: mean, well,
2: I don't know. That's a big, that's a big thing, but.
1: Hopefully everybody that's listening to this, just shoot, shoot Wes on Twitter, a tweet, tell them what you think the criteria should be and. Me on the old people's Facebook and, uh, you know, interact <laughs> so, a little bit. So,
2: okay, so I am sorry. I'm going to interrupt again because you know I'm rude. But I know you don't like being put on the spot. But tell tell us your – because you – I know you've said it to Cole because you, you don't brag about yourself very often. I know it's been mentioned in this house. But tell everybody your, your, senior. your senior year. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't even know if it's good numbers anymore. <laughs> 38 goals, 23
2: assists. Hey, and, and you were player of the year, weren't you?
1: Yeah, but that's beside, that ain't the point. Isn't,
2: isn't, isn't there like um? Yeah. a poster? Home? Yeah, he won't let me hang it up. No, he, I don't want it I don't want it. He won't that. let me hang it up. We he, gotta hang it all up I'm
1: somewhere. saying is, I want my jersey retired, Bartel Soccer. <laughs> all right, moving on to quarter number three. Wes, what we got?
4: So we just got some questions for the host, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Uh, Cole, Mr. Sideline. Hey. Um, you <laughs> know, um, but I just got some questions for you and, and everyone else who's a part of the show. Feel free to chime in. Um, we've all kind of been in this together. Um, obviously the initial goal and in all this, well, there's multiple goals, but it was more so centered around Cole, um, to get initially getting this thing started. Um, so they're just pretty generic questions. I'm not, no, I'm not going to throw no curveball at you, so, uh. We'll start off with number one here. So, Cole, what what has been your most memorable moment during this season covering the Yellow jacket? I think
0: team? I think it had to be that eighth win of the season because I got to I got to do a lot that day. I got to go on the sideline. I gotta I got to be on the radio. It was just a good day, and of course, we went eight zero, perfect season. right Lake season. Wales
1: anytime. Beat Lake Wales. It's a great day.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's probably my most memorable moment from the season.
4: Met a couple players that day, huh? Mhm.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> All
4: right. So, um, and speaking of that, what is it? what is it? What is it like actually meeting and seeing some of those players up close like that? You know, so seeing them from the stands is one thing, and seeing them up close, standing right next to them, we're getting a picture. It's a whole different deal. What's that like?
0: It's pretty crazy. It's not like the NFL or anything. No, no, like uh, disrespect, of course. But I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Cause they could probably one day get to the NFL and then that could be worth a little bit, even though I'm probably going <laughs> to, even though I'm probably going to keep it. He said so. he was
1: just like a 13 year old that collects baseball cards.
2: <laughs> so I'll I'll say something. I'll have to chime in on that one. I think he realized how big he, some of you guys are tall. Yeah. And big. And Davis, yeah he's,
0: he's like six, six. Yeah. He was like, Oh my
2: gosh, I can't believe how short I am. And.
0: how tall he is so
2: just being up close and personal I think that was something that stuck out for me with him
1: Mm
4: -hmm. yeah I I remember the end of that game as well um I mean the whole crew was out there that day so that was pretty a pretty memorable moment I would probably agree with that as well I think we all would really
2: yeah that was awesome but
4: um being able to see all the players up close meet a couple get a couple pictures afterwards that was pretty sweet um and, again, um, kind of already answered question three here as far as what, what surprised you or with any players in particular as far as size goes.
2: Oh. Uh, oh. Probably
4: all of them, to be honest. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, well, then again, I'm just not very big in general, so it is what it is. <laughs> but um, we'll move on to the next one here. What has been one of your favorite things about the podcast itself in, in doing this and being on, what, episode 21 now or is 22?
2: I think it's twenty two or twenty three. Wow.
0: I think um, my favorite part about being on the podcast is just looking forward to it every Wednesday or Monday or Thursday, as we used to do. I mean, it's such a fun experience to be on a podcast and ha- have this much support as we have. Y'all are gonna make me cry. Aww. Aww. So <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. for Good. Yes, I agree, man.
4: It's a it's a great hobby, and obviously, you could you could. Take this hobby on to levels above and beyond, right? But mm-hmm. um, as far as far as initially for now, you know, it practically is a hobby. Sometimes it might fill like a job, but uh, it's. I mean, it's been fun. It's been a, it's been a good time, um, and, and hopefully, we'll keep continuing this for maybe years to come. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
4: so, moving on, if you got to professionally cover, so let's say you're you, you, someone a team on. Any any sport, it doesn't matter football, baseball, basketball, etc. Um, if if they were paying you to professionally cover and do podcasts in, in the sports and stuff like that on any team, which one would it be and why?
0: Hmm.
2: I think I know.
0: It's either Mets or Bucks, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the
4: Mets or Bucks, huh?
0: I think the Mets, probably mm-hmm. because I I'm not saying I okay I'm saying that I think covering baseball is <laughs> Funner, if that's a word, than covering football. Is it football. more fun? Or more is fun? It it's more fun.
2: Is it more fun? I, I just Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's more fun than covering football. Cause I feel like I'm just more engaged with the Mets than I am with the Bucks. That's just me though.
4: All right. Have really you ever been to. up to New York?
0: Uh no. But I really want to. We
4: should be ready to live up there and cover them like that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so to hey. To go off a of last episode, a little bit on the decision. I think I said early on where I reached out to the Bucks to get the passes for preseason. And I only did like the one preseason game because I didn't want them to say no. When I was reading stuff about it, you know, I want to get media passes for spring training for the Mets. I want to get media passes for the Bucks. I want to get you and us and, you know, Wes, the show, more doing stuff like that. So having quarter number four, where we talk about whatever our quarter number three and four, where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. And we talk about some pro and college stuff. It gives you that credibility as a podcast Mm -hmm. opposed to, well, don't talk about that and let's talk about this thing to try to gain more listeners. We're doing what we want to do here, but I think that's a great opportunity. And you have this body of work that you just said, 22, 23 episodes that when we send it to the bucks this year, it's like, no, this is what he's done. These are interviews he's had, These, and the, that's all going to play in to help get you know those opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. So:
0: It's a great experience to be on this podcast. even
2: with your mom and dad.
3: Oh
1: mm-hmm. We got him at the, We got him at an early age, Andrew. He, he wasn't <laughs> able to get to the, the part where we thought we were dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, he still does in other aspects. Yeah, um, the growth
4: the growth has been amazing, and I think that's exactly what that would do. Opportunities like that, um, we, we'd be able to grow overall as a podcast and be able to present maybe in a better way or different ways or on different subjects with different sports, so on and so forth. Um, just growth overall. Um, last question here, Cole, for you. Uh, what do you look forward to with a new season and covering the Yellow Jackets football team next year?
0: Um, Probably the newcomers that come up. From uh, JV, because of course the seniors are leaving to go to college, Boo. and good for them.
2: <laughs> but they'll be missed.
0: Yeah, but um, I'm excited to see them play, and also Lynn, of course, and yeah.
1: <laughs> Andrew, All right. awesome, Andrew. Who is somebody that we can uh, look for? Because since you've been listening to the podcast, you know you know some of the names that have been brought up. Who's somebody that's on your radar? That you know maybe next year, or the year after, could have a breakout year.
4: Definitely, Quavion Bird, number 98, that plays defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He's He's been putting in some work recently in the weight room. Oh, he's going to be a beast next year.
2: Nice. All right. Nice. That's
1: the same one that Freddie and Wes say, said that Lynn said. Yeah. Right? Lynn, yeah. Uh, is there anybody yeah. else? Anybody else you want to shout um, out? Pitts <laughs> and too.
3: Yeah. He's
4: actually he he's been going nonstop working out on the field with Lynn and all of them. I feel like he's going to be a monster next year.
1: So, so are you predicting right now that Barto is going to defend the state or the district championship next year?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That's
1: what
4: I think,
2: my boys. That's what we like to hear. <clears throat> <clears throat> definitely. Throat>
1: Quarter number four, we're gonna get started, and uh, Andrew, we're building up the hype towards this big Florida-Alabama game. Wes is a Bama fan. Ooh, we're Florida fans. Hi,
2: this game will tell us if the podcast will go on. I think
1: we're gonna have a watch party. <laughs> Wes and uh, Jamie, you're invited to the watch party. Um, but four. here, I want to get Andrew's take on on something. I, I started something new, Andrew. Okay, I'm an offense. I'm a defensive guy. When it comes to coaching. So if if I'm a coach, I'm going to start with my defense and then work my way up. All right. But as a fan, I've always been offense. Okay. So if I watched any kind of breakdown, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but if I, if I watch any kind of breakdown, it was always the, the Gators offense. showing me what Mullen was trying to do or Spurrier or whatever. So last night I did the, something for the first time. I watched a podcast where they broke down Florida's defense against Tennessee. So, Andrew, I, I've always known this as a fan. It's very important to line up in the, in the proper setup that the coach calls. But this guy was yeah. breaking down and showing where guys were not lined up properly. Guys were looking to the sidelines, you know, just in confusion. Um Guys, you know, covering the wrong routes, and it, it was so bad. Like it was, and he they, he was showing like plays the Tennessee missed that were wide open. That if you know, if it wasn't a freshman quarterback mm-hmm. or a first year quarterback, mm-hmm. that were just wide open for touchdowns that they just missed and threw it to a back, you know, on a, out of the flat. So, can you talk a little bit about like the work that goes into <laughs> the defensive? calls and getting lined up pre-snap. Like, how, like I've never really looked at it that way from a X and O's part from the defensive side. But this guy, I'll give him a shout-out next episode. He really broke it down to where somebody like me was like, wow, like, okay, we may have to look at firing this guy at the end of the year. <laughs> because he's not... They just were unprepared. And I don't understand it. So, Andrew, defensive end, you've been playing defense. Talk a little bit about not that. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like line
4: up actually on defense because you don't know what formation they're going to come out in that, that first play of that drive. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to stay the play. Oh, we go over it like hundreds of times during practice, so we have it in our head. I don't know what Florida's doing. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I honestly don't know. That defense is looking kind of kind of iffy. But I, it's just the fact that you got to like, Practice and practice it and practice it so it's in the back of your head so you automatically go to that um, position.
2: So who who is your team your your college team?
4: Oh, my college team is Miami. Okay.
2: Oh, okay,
4: yeah, Florida State. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's very> <laughs> <laughs> so it, right now, uh, Andrew, if Florida Bama, who's winning?
4: I got Bama by twenty. By I
2: twenty,
3: oh.
4: look. I, I'm scared. Let's go, baby! I, I think Florida's defense is not going to do good that game. They cannot yeah. go with a, that high-powered offense that Alabama has.
2: That's what I'm afraid of. I so think I, I hate to, I hate to admit it, but I'm scared that Bama's going to get us. I am.
1: I'm. You know, I'm with you. I'm. I'm picking Bama right now. I'm picking now, Florida so, as a bias fan. No. Okay. So yeah, but ask,
2: sometimes you got to go with your 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 brain and not your heart.
0: Well, my brain <laughs> says Florida, so I'm going to go with Florida. Because
4: <laughs> <laughs> the brain's reality.
0: Yeah.
1: So I also heard about this game that there's people saying that Florida for the last month has just been practicing for Alabama. You guys buy into that at all?
4: I believe
2: it. I do. Uh, it, yeah. It,
1: so, because yeah. it really upset me the way that the defense look, And when I started diving into some of the message boards and stuff like that, reading comments and everything, there's a lot of people out there that feel like Florida's just kind of going through the motions right now. Their offense was kind of struggling the last couple of games. The defense is not lining up properly. We're playing a lot of people in and out. And our offense comes out and can't really move the ball. You know, they're moving the ball, but they can't run the ball. And I just think that, They've been practicing, at least offensively. I don't know if I'm not buying into the defensive part of it, but you guys think that that's a possibility that when Florida and Bama play, that they're really trying to catch Bama off guard? Mm-hmm. That's a Cause lot.
2: Because <laughs> the, they watch the film, and well, they don't They don't want them to.
1: They're, they're trying not to show too much. Right, not to show and too much. And then all of a sudden, they're going to come out with this different packages and different players and. Really throw Bama off. Because they know Bama's been practicing for them. You know, so... And Mullen says, no, we're, you know, we got to focus on LSU. The game don't even count. Like, it doesn't matter. Other conferences are canceling, which is a whole other topic. I don't know if we want to get into, but... I don't know. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it either way.
2: What's the date on that? Next weekend. Next what? Weekend.
1: Next Saturday. Already? Next Saturday, yeah. Already? He should already played. Oh, <laughs> Y'all think Ohio State should be in the playoffs with, what, six no. games?
0: What's their record?
1: They only played six games.
0: What's their record? I don't know. Let's say
1: they're 6-0. I don't care. They only played six <laughs> <have> games.
0: <laughs> Who did they play?
1: Oh, we're not oh, gonna come on. That. All right. Who's your NFL team, Andrew? Oh, it's going to sound bad, but I'm a Jaguars fan. Oh, you oh. would win. Though. Oh.
4: Oh no! Yeah, I'm up
1: there. We'll <laughs> All right, Cole. What, what we got Jack on the Wars. NFL?
0: Um, I w- we were just going to talk about the playoff picture, and then um, West's Seahawks last week.
1: Did they lose?
0: They lost to the Giants. Oh, hey, the Giants
1: man. almost beat the Bucks.
0: Yeah, no, we won though.
1: I know, but look, the Seahawks are just chilling. That's what I think, <laughs> Wes. I'm with you. They're just chilling. They know they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fine.
2: I wish everybody could They're barely see... second in the division. Wait, I wish everybody could see Wes's face right now.
1: <laughs> he's mad.
2: He's he's not mad. He's, he's mad, just mad. stone cold right now. What what place are we in the division for?
0: Second, barely.
2: What place are you
4: guys?
0: Second, by a lot.
4: By a long shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh boy, you guys, you too.
4: This was this makes. Y'all want to me... hear a good one? Yeah. A- Andrew, what about the Jags? What we'll place oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> you on?
1: Man, you don't have to do them like that, man. You got, you got, I just first
0: it game, is. first game of the season, the Jags got to win. Eleven straight losses. Aww.
1: Listen, the, Jags, the Jag, Listen, if you're a Jags fan, I feel for you because they they struggle.
4: Yeah, but listen, you're. Respect though
2: for the ones who stick with the team. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what exactly what I was getting ready to say. You're you're a a fan lot of young stars to the end. No matter what, you're a fan. James
0: come back Robinson's around. really good. <clears throat> oh yeah, like James Trump.
4: has gotta find a quarterback. Hopefully,
0: Mike Glennon. All right, yeah.
1: Andrew, So between the Bucks and the Seahawks, if they make it to the NFC Championship, who are you taking?
4: Oh, I got the Seahawks.
1: Ah. All right, well, that'll wrap up the show, folks. (laughs) Seahawks have no defense.
0: No defense.
4: Uh,
3: Bucks
0: have a top-ten defense.
1: (laughs) We're going to get through this Florida-Alabama game first before we jump too much into the Bucks seahawks
4: Yeah. um, For all we know, that might not even happen. We'll see. This year's been crazy.
1: It has been. And. and, you know, I'm one of those fans, uh, Andrew, like, if you – the Gators have struggled for so many years, and then, like, you know how long it's been since we won the SEC East? You know, this is the first time Dan Mullins ever won the SEC East as a head coach. He's done it as a coordinator. So, you get to the SEC East. The last time they, they won the SEC East is we went to the game. That's how what? long ago it's been. And then we played Alabama.
2: <laughs> Atlanta.
1: In Atlanta, when we oh, went, that was it was a, a fun weekend. And, but oh. Florida had no shot in that game, none.
2: That was when we sat in the nosebleeds. Right? So
1: we're we're what? we're back to where we were, and Florida fans are the worst. And they just uh, horrible. <laughs> I think all fans, but they, you have to be happy with if your team is competitive. You got to be happy, right? I mean, yeah. as a Miami fan, Miami was competitive this year. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of years. It's not like that. There's a lot of years that second, third week into the season, you don't even care about college football. Anymore. <laughs> so college football's yeah. stupid. I'm gonna watch the NFL. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as a as a fan for me, as long as we're playing in the SEC championship game with a chance to go to the Final Four, that's that's what you want. So if you lose that game, hey, we'll build off that for the next season. So. But that is not how Gator fans are. So.
4: <laughs> Some fans are like that. Not yeah. a big fan of it either. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's with all teams. I was gonna say
2: I think that's all teams. It is. <clears throat> you you have the extremist.
4: <laughs> yeah, a little too extreme.
1: And that's and that's why I got a little defensive, and that's how Freddie ended up coming on when I saw I was defensive for the squad. I'm like, no, we ain't gonna say nothing negative about Barta. They just they went eight and zero, like there was a season they didn't win a game, so we're not gonna do that, and that's why that discussion happened. But hey, I'm always gonna ride for Barto, ride for the Gators, ride for the Mets. The Mets are the worst, though. <laughs> hey, they're going they out were. and
0: buying the season, but, yeah. Well, like we got it.
1: Cohen. I'm trying to, I, I've been sending Steve Cohen, the new um, owner of the Mets, messages trying to get him to hire me. <laughs> He's, he's not like, responding though.
2: He's like, Man, I got another message from that fool.
1: He's gonna put a restraining order on me. Uh, Andrew, we appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything else that you wanna talk about or tell the fans or anything nope. like that?
4: What well, I, I wanna thank the fans for actually listening and coming out to the games this season. Actually helped us a lot. Encouraged yes. us.
1: It was nice, and and that was Definitely we was. talked about that on the first couple episodes of why we wanted to yep. do this show is to kind of build that excitement again for Bartow football, and and I really think the impact of this show that we could have is even going to be greater once we go through this off season. You know, when we get to go through the off season and the guys get to know us more, the coaches get to know us, the community gets to know us more. It's going, it's even going to hype it up even more for next season. But I think, like I told you, you know, guys last time, we've done a great job, all of you, and uh, the players as well. It's been fun. And that's, it's another reason why I was like, no, we're not going to stick with what Coach Tate's doing you know, and, and stick with that because it's fun. Well, and, and we it, want it to be fun.
2: It has been. And you talk about that, how you you guys as the football players love having the fans on the in the in the um, stands cheering and yelling and and just encouraging you. I mean, and supporting you. It's the same with us. Like you you guys as a football team, um, a lot of the fans even supporting us. It's been it's been awesome. You know, it's been really really awesome, and and to go eight zero. That was awesome. <laughs> and another, we we accomplished it was a, a great year.
1: We accomplished something else, Andrew. You listen to all these episodes, so you know this. It was important to me that the guys on the football team understand the impact that they have in the community. Like Cole's screensavers, Lynn. like that. You know, that's how it used to be in Bartow. The younger kids looked up to those players that played on Friday night. They knew who they were because they read books to them in school. You know, so that was it's, – it's really important to me to try to bring that back, and that's why I'm so big on having all you players come on the show because you guys need to understand the impact on Friday nights when you're out there. and When, when uh, Coach Tate's yelling at somebody for doing a boneheaded play, you know, unsportsmanlike penalty – that player needs to understand. Not only are you hurting the team, but there's little kids in the youth football program that are watching that, and they look up to you. You guys, I mean, you're not in you're not in college, you're not in pro, but when you put on that jacket jersey on Friday nights, you represent that community and you represent those kids in the stands, and you know that carries a lot of weight. I love everybody who's come on the way y'all have handled yourselves. Mm-hmm. Done a great. Everybody's done a great job, and we want to continue that. So please help us. Get Maurice Bell and both Tollys. They're both Tollies were seniors, right? Yeah, yes, sir. So we'll get both Tollies. So,
2: Just anybody that wants to come yeah. on, to be honest and, with and you. The ball, it'll roll. Yeah. Once that
1: starts, it'll kind of roll. But now <laughs> that it's the off season, and I don't have to necessarily clear every single thing through coach, let's get whoever they want on, you know?
3: All right. sounds
2: good all right andrew it was fun talking with you and thanks for letting us do our shenanigans and you know just have fun and and shoot the stuff why do i keep saying shoot Thank the you. stuff i
1: don't know you've been at the gym too much you need a protein shake no
2: huh? i need i need a, a permit that's what i need <laughs> a gun
0: permit
1: oh jeez <laughs> I don't know where that came from I'm shooting straight This is a sports.
0: sports podcast <laughs> That's a sport isn't it Yeah I guess somewhere <laughs> I guess Andrew
1: right.
2: seriously it's been fun Thank you
1: Andrew Intern West. we yes. appreciate it And uh, we'll see yep, everybody yep. next week For the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast Thank you to Holiday Inn Express For sponsoring this episode If you would like to sponsor an episode Please reach out to us and we'll make it happen. Love everybody. Peace. Bye. Go
3: Bartow.